go. All right. Welcome back to the Cash Shack. Uh, this is Brian Dow, joined by my good friends, Brian 2.0 and Mr. Thomas Harrison. How are we doing, fellas? Good. What's going on, Brian? Cool. All right. Well, uh, game plan for this quick uh, season review for a very disappointing year for uh, my Carolina Panthers. Uh, you know, talk the the good, the bad, the ugly, what, what we're going to do going forward. Uh, maybe at the end we'll, we'll touch on uh, – some of the upcoming playoff matchups as well. Um, but yeah, boys, it was a tough season for Carolina. I mean, if you go back and listen to the first episode that I ever made, <laughs> I think that I said that we would have 13 wins, which was a little bit of uh, you know, exaggeration on my part, I, but I did honestly think that we would be like a competitive team, an eight, nine win team, which, you know, we became the, the only team in NFL history to never have a lead in the fourth quarter at any point during the season, both of our wins were last second field goals. <laughs> that makes sense. So, I mean, that's truly an unbelievable stat. Um, the defense was really the only bright spot this season. Offense was terrible. Um, coach fired midseason, no direction, owner throwing drinks uh, at opposing fans. So those are a couple of the quick points uh, from the season. Do you guys have any quick remarks about the season at large? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you in saying that the defense was the only bright spot. Uh, I was scrolling through NFL reference a little bit in preparation for this. Um, I mean, you guys were fourth in the league in total yards allowed, sixth in yards per play per, uh, allowed. Uh, and th this one I thought was kind of funny, fourth in defensive penalties and penalty yards, like fourth lowest. So, I mean, despite injuries uh, kind of across the board, uh, you guys really stepped up the defense and, and were forced to be reckoned with for a majority of the season. It's just the offense couldn't get anything moving. Uh, they were fourth in yards the allowed. They, they were fourth in yards allowed. Yeah. How is that even? Unless I'm reading the chart backwards. No, no, you're right. And we were we were first in passing yards allowed. How do you not win more games? I think it's a little bit misleading because or at least the passing yards. The because passing, yeah. We would get. You know, we we teams would be so far ahead of us. Oh, okay. In five yeah, minutes. no, they're, they're top five in rushing yards allowed uh, in terms of having the most allowed. Okay. Yeah, that, that <laughs> but um, but I mean, total yards. Yeah, no, it's 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 ridiculous. The defense shows up, and, and I mean, J.C. Horn goes down. I was at the game against the Saints where Shaq Thompson got injured, and Brian Burns didn't even really show up this year, and yet somehow the defense is, you know, cohesively holding teams to twenty points a game, even less than that. Um, and the offense just can't get the ball rolling. Yeah, tough season. Um, anytime you got to fire your head coach that you just hired, like eight games in, it's usually not going too well. Um, I've been there. Uh, Derek Brown looked good. Um, a lot of disappointments on the offensive side of the ball, you know, but tough season. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, and yeah, you mentioned Derek Brown. I mean, that kind of, Brings me to the discussing the the only bright spots of the team. I mean, obviously Derek Brown. I think that this was probably his best season to date. I think the only difference is when we kind of ex kind of expected him to be very good. Maybe didn't expect him to have the most tackles ever by a defensive tackle in a season, uh, which is really impressive. So congrats to him. But yeah, uh, beginning of the season, I made that hype video for you, and I was going to, so I had to dig through like highlights from the previous season and. I could literally only like like after a certain point, there weren't that many offensive highlights. So like and and DJ Moore wasn't on the team, so I didn't want to include him in the video. 
So yeah. after a certain point, I found myself literally like trying not to use Derek Brown highlights and Brian Burns highlights because when you actually like break it down and if you're forced to watch like a full season's worth of like Panthers highlights, you'll notice that Derek Brown and Brian Burns are involved on like almost every single defensive play. Yeah. Obviously Burns not so much this year, but they're dogs. Yeah, and there's nothing left. There's 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 nothing else to to celebrate. And that was last season. I mean, this season it was even worse. I and mean, the only guy, there's really two guys on the offense, I think, that overperformed expectations. To me, that would be Adam Thielen and Chuba Hubbard. Uh yeah, I mean, Chuba, first couple first couple of years for Chuba, like he kind of got clowned by the fan base. Um, most people thought he was just like an RB3. And I'm not even saying I think that he's like an elite RB1. Or any, even like a, a, a good RB1 in the what NFL. Are you saying? But I think that <laughs> where our team is at and the huge glaring needs on the offensive line and the wide receiving core, that I'm not worried about running back is the bottom of the barrel in terms of my concerns going the next season. I wouldn't even want to spend a mid-round draft pick on a running back unless you get somebody you really love. Uh, I'm cool with running it back with Chuba next year and spending all of our money all of our attention elsewhere. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. Uh, I got a bright spot. Yeah, give me one. You, got, one. you guys you guys didn't get torched by Mike Evans twice this year, right? There you go. Doesn't he usually like, oh, yeah. just go crazy in Carolina? Oh, yeah. He embarrasses our team left and right. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, I think I remember last season when the Panthers somehow were going on this magical run and we were <laughs> actually, like, had a real chance – to win the division and make the playoffs going to week 17 against the Bucks, And we were really, really in the game, really in control of that game. And it was three 50-yard bombs to Evans in one game, all over C.J. Henderson, all over Keith Taylor, who is no longer with the organization. <laughs> uh, C.J. Henderson is another one who will no longer be with the organization, along with probably – 20 out of the other 50 players on the team. I mean, they need a total overhaul, um, except for, for some key guys on the defense. And obviously, you know, Bryce Young and guys like that. But, man, otherwise, it's the new GM is going to have uh, his work cut out for him. I don't know what you guys think the the number one thing we need to go after. I mean, obviously, the, the most important to, to me would be offensive line and receiver. But I don't know, what do you guys think out of those two would be more important? No, I, I would agree with you on that um, offensive line. I mean, what was Bryce Young the most sacked quarterback this season, or was it Sam Howell? I know Howell was leading in that category at some point. Well, uh, Howell didn't that, even play a couple games. This the uh, Giants, I think, allowed the most sacks, but they had three different quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Bryce Young and Sam Howell were the two most sacked quarterbacks, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, offensive line is definitely a pain point, definitely frustrating. I, I know you asked us to look for an MVP and an LVP of the season. The LVP that I came away with was, was icky. Um, yes. And I don't know what the PFF grades are. And, you know, I'm sure there was offensive linemen at times that performed worse than he did. Um, but when you're the number six overall pick in the draft, uh, you're, you're expected to perform at a certain level, even if you're not, you know, say a top 10 tackle by your second year. Um, you're expected to at least be the best offensive lineman on your team. And the amount of times I watched Bryce get blindsided and absolutely just lit up from behind, running for his life in the pocket. Um, yeah, I, I had Icky as my my least valuable player. So, 
so I can speak on this. The Giants, my my Giants have been in the exact same purgatory for about a decade now. No wide receivers, no offensive line. Who? What should we draft? And honestly, I've I've started to come to the conclusion that no matter what offensive line, this is speaking for the Giants, and I imagine the Panthers have a similar problem. You there's certain teams that could develop offensive linemen. Like I think the the Eagles or like the Cowboys could draft an offensive lineman in the fifth or sixth round, and he could end up being pretty good. Whereas the Giants and the Panthers drafted Evan Neal and Icky back to back, who if you asked anyone before that draft, like which one of them to pick. No one knew because they were both such studs. No one could have ever predicted that both of them would be borderline unplayable, just absolute turnstiles. Um, so as far as that goes, I, I don't think there's any reason in investing high draft capital in an offensive lineman. I think you go, and if there's a good wide receiver there, you get him, and then you just use like four picks on offensive linemen and just hope one of them's good because at the other day, it's not really about who you draft. It's like if you can't develop the player. Um I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, and, and, and the weird thing about it is too, is like our offensive line coach, and I'm not going to sit here and like pretend to be like an expert on offensive line coaches, but apparently he's one of the best in the NFL. James Campen, he's supposed to be a beloved offensive line coach. He's a former player. And you know, what happened, what, what the difference was between last year and this year, I really don't know because I mean, we did have some injuries, Brady Christensen, who was, our starting left guard got hurt out for the season the first the first game. Um, Corbett, who was got hurt at the end of last year, missed a good portion beginning of the season. Came back for like two games for his knee and half again. So there were some injuries, but other than that, I mean, Icky Bozeman at center. Bozeman apparently was terrible this season. Another total turnstile. And then Moten, Moten at right tackle, man. Taylor Moten, I love that guy. He's a beast. <laughs> He's been here for seven years. He was a second-round pick. He's paid pretty well, not over the top. He never misses a game. Nobody has ever heard him speak. He's never had a press conference. He's never been asked a question. I have no idea anything about him. All I know is that for seven seasons, he showed up to play right tackle, and he's done a fucking great job. He's done a fucking great job. And I can't say that for about anybody else on the team that's just been here and just been consistent, healthy, and produced. I mean, I can't think of another guy really on the roster. I mean, I, I, you could say Brian Burns. I mean, he's, he didn't have a great year, but he's been here and he's suffered through these embarrassing teams year after year. And he's been pretty good. Shaq Thompson was one of those guys this year. He got hurt. I mean, is that the end for Shaq Thompson? I mean, what do we do? What do we do with that? I mean, you're going to come back his, his legs torn in half. I hope he's great, but what do we do with that? I mean, who's going to, Who's going to play linebacker besides Luvu? I mean, that's really another need, and we're going to have to pay Luvu. Luvu's going to yeah. get paid. He's a great player, but you guys agree. I mean, you watch him play. He's yeah, a yeah. There's no point in paying linebackers, though. That's just like a – that's my new thing. That's the who, who, that's everybody's who, thing. Don't pay running backs. Don't pay linebackers. I wish we paid Christian McCaffrey $30 million <laughs> a year to stay. I think I, – I just think it depends on the team and, like, if you're – if maybe if you're – I mean, look at the Eagles. Even, like, players who are not at the caliber of a Shaq Thompson in his prime or Frankie Louvu in their prime, they let good good players like TJ Edwards walk out the door. They didn't want to pay him four or five million a year or whatever he's getting. And I – That's I, different, I think, though. They, they let three linebackers go. Like, 
Like if they had kept one of them, they'd probably be twenty times better than they are. But they let they let three of them walk, and they're all they're all studs. Yeah, they they bet the bank on um, Nicobe Dean, uh, expecting yeah. him to play a full season, which I don't think he's ever done. So and they brought he, in when Chad he got Leonard. injured week two, uh, it, it was all over. <laughs> like, yeah, how's Zach Cunningham working out for you? I mean, it's yeah. it's bad. More, yeah, I yeah, I don't want to get into the situation where we focus, but it, it's the Panthers are in such a tough spot because I think with how much we invested in Bryce Young. And with how bad the offense looked and how many glaring holes there are on the offense, we have to invest so much money and 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 picks and free agency and everything into the offense. And I'm worried that by the time the offense becomes serviceable, the defense will 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 be bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I mean, I mean there, there's only so much money to go around. I don't know. After the season you guys just had, uh, I would. I would be okay with that as a Panthers fan, just to have a serviceable offense and at least play a fun brand of football that, you know, people at least want to watch. I mean, you guys have had a great defense for, I feel like the better part of the past decade. Um, And obviously when the offense was clicking with Cam, it was, it was fantastic. But now that you're in the complete opposite scenario, uh, I would definitely invest in the offense at, at the sacrifice of the defense. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to, to coaching. There's teams with worse rosters than the Panthers, are arguably, that that are like at least feistier. Like you know, like that they might be. They're like more fun yeah. to watch, I guess. Like like the the, 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 the Titans aren't fun to watch, but there's yeah. at least a team that that's a they're a fucking horrible team. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. They got rid of everybody. AJ Brown, Kevin Byard, Bench Tannehill, terrible offensive line. Derrick Henry's is old. He's still great, but he's old. Levis is pretty bad. Willis is bad. Willis was a whiff. Yeah, I mean, I, Levis, the sad thing is, I mean, there's people out there that I'm seeing all these clowns on Twitter every day. They're, they're talking about, oh, like, Levis is better than Bryce Young. I'm like, dude, is that true? I mean, you guys are more unbiased than me. I mean, th- that can't be real, right? I mean, I, So I, I was saying that after Levis' first game because I thought it was funny. But he's got like a cannon arm, and it, there's not really much after that. But – I don't know. I I wouldn't say he's better than Bryce. It's hard to tell with both of them being surrounded by, by 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 garbage. So like it's it's hard to do any kind of talent evaluation when they're both throwing to no one and having no one blocking. Like half the time the Titans are just handing the ball to Derrick Henry anyway. So it, it's almost impossible to tell. I wish that we could have like a matrix type like simulation where we could put Levis on like the 49ers and then put Bryce on the 49ers and then just see, like have a full simulation season play out. And then we'd be able to truly know. But other than that, we'll never really know until one of these teams becomes adequate. Yes. And that's dude, the that's, matrix. Yeah. And that's something that I think with Bryce is like with the Panthers, like pretty much our whole history or recent history, I'll say Cam Newton and present like, Cam was able to – he was such a special player that he was able to uplift a terrible offensive rosters outside of Greg Ol- – I mean, to be fair, early in his career, like he did have like – we had good running backs, D'Angelo and Jay Stu. They were kind of getting older as he was coming into his prime. But, I mean, he, we went 15-1 and one with Funchess and Ted Ginn and Philly Brown and a whole, a, a whole receiving core that was neither – none of them were in the NFL – a couple years after not one was on a single roster. And I think people expected similar results from Bryce as a rookie. 
And I think like, and I love Bryce, but I think it's fair to say like, he seems to be the kind of guy who can be really, really good with good players around him and like can excel making good throws, anticipating guys getting open, but it's hard to play to his strengths when Adam Thielen is your most dynamic player. You know, I mean, he, it wasn't like catastrophic though. Like there's been rookie seasons for quarterbacks that like you could just tell like right off the bat, like everything's just a disaster. It's not like he was dropping back, fumbling, or like throwing like these crazy picks that like you're just asking what he's doing. It was just kind of like half the season he had Frank Reich throwing bubble screens that were just getting tackled behind the line. And then the other half of the season, he started to pick it up a little bit. Um, it didn't like, he didn't light up the world or anything, but there's way worse like rookie seasons. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but like way, like several way, way worse. Daniel Jones. I mean, Daniel Jones threw 24 touchdowns, but, but he also fumbled 65 times. So that, <laughs> that could be an example. Yes. You, you could have been uh, the Jets and had your, your rookie quarterback say to the media at halftime that he's seeing ghosts. Uh, at least that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Darnold, <laughs> that, that would cast Josh Rosen. That, that That's like more of the cat. Like Josh Rosen is like the perfect example. He was drafted only a couple picks behind where Bryce was drafted. And he, 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 they drafted Kyler the next year and he's never played again. Yeah, no, that's true. And I, yeah, especially with, uh, you know, some of the Darnold comments and Rosen coming off as a total clown. The the good thing is with Bryce, at least, like, he – I think like one of the biggest knocks, like, nobody thought that he would have this kind of season. And one of the biggest reasons that they thought he would have a – not be great for people who weren't big fans of him was, like, his size and his durability, which, look, it's one season, but I, I don't think you can question his toughness at all. I mean, he got hit, and he is tiny. I mean – I mean, I'm bigger than Bryce Young. I'm a clown. I, I can't do anything. <laughs> I can barely move anymore. I'm bigger than Bryce Young. I got if I got hit one time out there, I would cry and potentially it'd be a life-changing injury with one hit. So I think a lot of credit to Bryce Young there for always getting up and never putting his teammates down. Um, all of his press conferences, you know, he you could tell he was he was hurting physically and mentally. Like here's a dude that's literally his whole life has been Number one, the best, like high school dominated everybody, goes to Alabama, pretty much dominates everybody. Number one pick over all of every all the other good quarterbacks. And then all of a sudden, like he's like for most people that aren't Panthers fans, like he's more of like the butt of a joke than he is like a respected player. So like that's gotta be tough for him. Like CJ Stroud being this good, like. Is That's really, what I was gonna say. The, it's really uh, fucking the whole thing up. Dude. Yeah, yeah. If, he, if he wasn't like this good, like then everybody yeah. just be like, "Well, you know, it's a rookie. The situation, like he'll get better." But those things are still true, regardless of Stroud. But it makes the whole thing way worse that CJ Stroud is looking like. I mean, it'll just elite to be honest. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. I, that That's was like before word. the season, like absolute disaster. What could happen? Worst case scenario <laughs> is that. CJ Stroud's just like amazing and he and, and he is. So that that that's probably honestly the worst part about Bryce Young's rookie season isn't anything he did. It's just the fact that CJ Stroud looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I but there are worse. There's Josh Rosen's. So yeah. Trevor Lawrence was worse. Trevor Lawrence was bad. But like, you know. Yeah, I that's yeah. I think you're you're right. You're right, two point I, I think that the coach is gonna uh you know, obviously have a big impact on this as well as 
free agency. Uh, I'm taking a quick look at this uh, free agency list for for wide receivers right now. A couple of the names that that stand out to me is Mike Evans. Obviously, I don't think that Tampa Bay will will let a guy like Mike Evans walk out the door, but he he is a free agent. More realistic options for a team like the Panthers that could help. I, I know it's going to sound crazy. These are the first couple of names, but here we are. Curtis Samuel. I was just looking at him. <laughs> Tyler Boyd. I mean, <laughs> some of the rest of these I can't even say. I'm not. I mean, these are like the feeling category. Like, yeah, I mean, these, these are guys anything. to come in and fill like a slot role, be yeah. a wide receiver three. If you're gonna bet your future on guys like that, you need Mingo to take a huge step up next year and, yeah. and really become a dominant become the wide receiver one of the team. Yeah, because if we can't land the two like most realistic, really good wide receivers that I think that we should make a big run for, or I guess three would be Michael Pittman, T. Higgins, and Calvin Ridley. And those maybe maybe you could throw Marquise Brown in there too. Those are all good receivers. I I'll take shit, I'll, I'll take Marquise Brown. Give me Marquise Brown right now. And then maybe you find a guy in the draft. You bring Thielen back, you know, Mingo gets better. All of a sudden, you know, your your receiver core, it's not good. It's still going to be below average, but it's not going to get fixed in one year. So well, I kind of trade. I mean, trade? look at look at the Eagles with the the did they, yeah, they traded for AJ, right? Yeah. Yeah, I I, I know I don't know the exact deal. I know Stephon we sent some draft picks over, which the, the Panthers don't exactly have right now, but I don't know. If, I don't know what we sent. It was probably like a third rounder, to be honest. Yeah, I guess you don't really want to be giving up draft capital at this point. Yeah, we don't have a first round pick, and now, I mean, after the Titans, Titans got. I mean, the Titans got clowned for that move, rightfully so. But I believe they traded. I believe they had like the 18th pick, and they traded it. Yeah, that and the third for AJ, and then they took Traylon Burks, thinking that Burks would just replace AJ. Which I mean, Burks. Burks wouldn't even make the Panthers roster, so yeah. If they didn't miss so bad on Burks, it honestly like it would be a whole different story. But I mean, yeah, to get a to get a stud wide receiver is going to be tough. And when you when you think when when I'm thinking about trades for a wide receiver, I mean, I'm thinking like Hunter Renfro and stuff like <laughs> guys still like around. that, dude. I mean, because he's still around. Yeah, I mean, he's basically like feeling young, feeling maybe a little bit more of a. Why do you say that? Yeah, I'm just saying that because he's kind of like a shifty white guy. <laughs> yeah. But like, dude, Dylan and Renfro would be dangerous. That would Name be a better duo. I mean, I mean, yeah. If we are, if we are Bill Belichick, and then had those two, <laughs> I mean, we're looking at a real problem for the rest of the NFL. I mean, watch out. People are talking about trading Thielen. You're like, oh, the Panthers. At least people. I say people. I mean, Panthers Twitter world. Yeah. Certainly not other NFL teams. They're like, yeah, like trade. Oh, if we could get like a, a fourth for Thielen, let's do it. And I'm, he doesn't fit into the timeline of our team. I'm like, dude, I, I I can understand what you're saying. But at the same time, could you even imagine, could you even begin to visualize how fucking bad this offense would have been if Adam Thielen wasn't on the team? It would be insane. Yeah. We're not in the position to be trading away our best offensive player, no matter how sad that statement is, for fourth-round picks right now. It's crazy. Am I, am I crazy? Or... No, I, I mean, I'm imagining Mingo, Shark, and LaVishka Chenault lining up out there on every single snap, and, and I don't see a whole lot of first downs in that equation. 
Chark will not be in the league next year. Like Chark's done. He's done. That <laughs> fumble at the goal line sealed his coffin. I mean, good lord. Yeah. What a nightmare season for that guy. Uh, he was good last year and the year before. He's dude, he had that one year on the Jags with Bortles. I believe it was with Bortles, or maybe it was the year after Bortles when they were starting like Minshew. You know, it might have been the Minshew year. I think it was Minshew, yeah. And he had like a thought, he was a pro bowler. Oh, and, yeah. And when I, I mean, again, you could go back and listen to some uh, other episodes and just <laughs> just listen to my delusion. I mean, I thought this guy was going to be, when we signed him, I was like, okay, he's probably our number one, feeling number two, and blah, and so on and so forth. And I mean, good God, dude. I mean, now I'm like, DJ Shark, I mean, he did have like, I think he had like five touchdowns, but in like, he had a good game against the Packers, but like the Packers game was a flash, flash in the pan in every which way. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm done with Shark, but yeah, it's over. But um, yeah. So I mean, aside from those, I mean, is any of those free agent wide receivers like you think that we should try to get? I mean, out of all of those, I mean, do you think that T Higgins with his injuries, he's a, he's good for seven or eight games a year? If he's commanding, I mean, at this point, like twenty, twenty-five million a season, do you guys think that's worth it? Uh, I'm just scarred from Kenny Galladay. Big slow receiver, nice on the Lions. Terrible. Nice with Matt Stafford out of the league. Yep. I mean, as soon as that guy got taken away from Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford's the kingmaker when it comes to wide receivers. Made Galladay look good. Makes That's like a good. funny statement, but if you look back at Galladay's stats, I mean, I haven't looked back, but like on the Lions, I bet you they're similar or better than T. Higgins on the Bengals. Like, I was absolutely he was the uh, guy, uh, a Galladay fantasy owner back in 2018 or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. and I know T. Higgins isn't like a big slow receiver. I honestly like I want T. Higgins on the Giants, but that's a lot of money. Like, it's just like for a guy who's been a number two his whole career. Yeah, uh, for us, I mean, he would be – I mean, he, he. I'm pretty sure – I mean, well, obviously, no, he's not better than DJ Moore. DJ Moore is better than him, but he'd be the best yeah. receiver on our team, I mean, by a mile. I mean, by by a mile. So maybe similar to the we're not in a position to trade away Thielen, maybe we're not in a position to be haggling over a few million here or there when you're trying to get a, a, a competent receiver for the guy you invested the whole fucking team in, which is Bryce Young. Him and uh, yeah. Mingo could be like the two towers. Yeah. Like Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Bryce Young could be one of the dwarves or hobbits. Yeah, Mingo. Yeah, maybe, I'll wait and see on Mingo. I I was kind of a Mingo hater, but like, to be honest, like, what chance did he really have in, in this offense? Like, with the way that we played offensively, like, what was he really supposed to do? Like, did he, could he have done stuff better? Like, could he have been more explosive? Could he be getting open more? Like, I'm sure that's, I'm sure he could have had a better year, but like, Bro, you I mean you were you were I I knew nothing about Mingo. The only thing I knew was coming from things that you had shown me. And you said he had like the least separation of any receiver like in the history of football. Like, yeah, there was yeah. Doesn't matter who's throwing him the ball or what team he's on, you gotta get open. Yeah. It's bad, yeah. Uh, I mean I'm looking okay, uh wait a second. Nelson Aguilar is a free agent. <laughs> Dalen Tyler Boyd. Jaylen I Rager. saw Jalen Rager on the list as well. Yeah. I mean, Harris Campbell. Rager, he'd be our number two. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, Harris Campbell is 
terrible. I honestly thought he was going to be like Claypool. a lightning rod in the Giants' offense, and he just came mm. and did absolutely nothing. Call me crazy. I will take Claypool. Oh, just what you I'm need, a locker like, room cancer. Yeah. All right, well, we yeah, we got uh, 10 minutes left on this meeting, so just wanted to quickly pivot over to the coaches. I'm sure you guys have seen a lot of the interviews we've lined up. Just give me your number one uh, coaching option for the Panthers and maybe somebody who we should avoid hiring if you'd Easy. like to. Keep it simple. Mike Vrabel. I don't know if they can get him, but if you can get him, that's the guy. So let's say let's say he decides don't to overthink it. Let's say with Vrabel, he says his OC is going to be Arthur Smith like it was in Tennessee. You still want that? Uh, No, but he's a great coach, and you can't really be like, oh, like, I guess you can think about who his cabinet's going to be, but I don't know. It, it's, it, it seems like he's the kind of guy who could turn a franchise around as we did in Tennessee. He's yeah. coach of the year. Uh, He's never really had any bad seasons, no matter how bad the Titans roster is. Like they're, they're never really that bad. So I don't know. I feel like yeah. that's the simple option. If you get, start going looking at like Slowick, who's like a good option, whatever, you're getting experimental and you might be setting yourself up for disaster. I don't that's, know. Yeah, Not I, Brian I know, Johnson. I know Panthers fans want to go out and get an offensive guru to help mold Bryce and, and turn around the offense. But, I mean, as much as you need to drastically improve the offense, I think team culture is also a big focus. And that was something that was completely void uh, this entire season. And Tepper certainly isn't doing anything to help that out. So I, I think a guy like Vrabel could definitely turn the team around. Um, I mean, last year, even though he's a defensive coach, he should have stuck around and, and kept Wilkes around. Uh, you know, the guys actually liked playing for him. Right. Maybe uh, promoting... I can't even I can't even remember his name. The defensive coordinator. I know the Jags wanted to interview him, and and Tepper blocked that today. Um, so maybe even keeping him around isn't the worst idea, just to help build the team culture. Yeah, no, I like that. And I, if if we end up with Avero, the DC as their head coach, I'm not going to be super upset. It would be cool to get uh, maybe a more established head coach and keep somehow he stays as the defensive coordinator. I would yeah. love that. I think if I had my number one pick. I would probably pick Jim Harbaugh, but I don't think that that's – I don't think that he'll he's going to come to the Panthers. <laughs> I heard Tepper didn't want to give up control for him. Yeah, I mean, that's insane. There, that that almost can't be – I mean, that can't be – maybe it is real, but it, it's, it's it's unbelievable. But So, I don't understand. I know you don't like Dan Quinn. You said he only had one good season, the one where they went and lost the Super Bowl. Hasn't Harbaugh only had one good season where they went and lost the Super Bowl? Like, what's the difference? The only difference is that Dan Quinn was able to stay in the league this whole time. I think, I mean, I think Harbaugh, didn't they have, I mean, they had some more like pretty good years of insanity. I mean, they went to the playoffs, but with Kaepernick I mean, they, a couple times. But. He had Alex Smith looking pretty good. He had, he had Kaepernick, he had Kaepernick looking pretty good for a couple of years. Great that one year. And yeah, then he, Ryan was he, winning he, MVPs. Kyle Shannon was the offensive coordinator. <laughs> and the second that he went out the door, the team was totally defunct of, of any ability to win games. They became the Panthers once again. They became a six and eleven factory. I mean, <laughs> Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn's. A, I'm sure he's a good coach, but for the Panthers, unless you have like a a dude like Mike Vrabel or Bill Belichick, that's like a defensive wizard and like just a fucking beast. Otherwise, I want an offensive, a more offensive minded coach yeah. like Jim Harbaugh, or I know Ben Johnson's like he's like the hot stud 
you know, everybody wants some magazine cover, like head coach. But you know, at this point, man, like I'm up, I'm up for that. If everybody loves them, give me Ben Johnson. Give me Ben. Give me the power. Give me that that power run game that they're doing in in Detroit. They're blasting Montgomery up people's asses, and then they're hitting Gibbs off the edge, and it's setting up for golf play action. Amon Ra across the middle. Make Mingo Amon Ra. <laughs> make Blackshear Gibbs. And Icky is 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 a very good run blocking tackle. So maybe we need to play to his strengths. We need somebody who's going to make the most of the talent on this team. Maybe it's Ben Johnson, but time will tell. I'm really I – mean, there's a lot of good candidates out there. So to be honest, I'm probably going to be really excited about either one. Um, but, yeah. All right, I think that covers the coaches – Real quick, we got five minutes left on this meeting. Wanted to get um, everybody's just predictions for the games. So we'll just roll through. Uh, first game, Browns, Texans, Swiss, who you got? Uh, I've got the Browns winning that one. Browns, 2.0. Browns. Right. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the Texans. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take that, I'm gonna take the Texans. Um, all right. Dolphins at Chiefs. Uh, I've got Chiefs. the Chiefs winning that one. It's going to be frigid in Kansas City. I've got the Chiefs. Yeah. I Yeah. Everybody got the Chiefs. Um, Steelers at Bills. I mean. Yeah. Go Bills. I can see the Steelers the winning. but The spread is 10. What, what, are we do, what are we doing here? You taking the taking Bills up. minus 10? Yeah. I don't know if I'm taking the spread. Um I'm not taking I mean, the Bills have been known to blow in <laughs> games before, but I'll take the Bills to win. Josh Allen's good for a couple turnovers that will blow up the spread, yeah. but okay. the other day, it's not going to be close. I like that. All right, Packers at Cowboys. Look at the Cowboys. <laughs> dude, the spread's seven and a half. I'll say this. I do think that because, dude, it's the NFL. All it takes is all it takes is is one bad game. One bad game and one good game from the other team, and anything can happen – Spread seven and a half. That's a lot of points. I, I, I right here. I'm going to take the Cowboys to win the game, but I guess want it known. I think the Cowboys are on a little bit of an upset alert. Man, Jordan Love is the truth. Two point I'm sorry, that was terrible, freezing cold take. Jordan Love's trash. He had one not great game against the Giants. He is great. He was, was horrendous. I was the Giants. I would trade every quarterback they have rostered and Saquon Barkley for him right now, and not think twice. Nothing worse. I would Stay trade the on the roster right now. I would trade the, yeah. <laughs> the draft. I would trade the Giants number six draft pick straight up for Jordan Love tomorrow. Is That's that cool? an insane take. That is crazy to me. That is I, crazy. I, I I'll stand by it. I think if you took a guy six overall in his first season as a starter, he's a top ten quarterback in the league. That's pretty good to me. But maybe maybe I'm not on top. I don't know. I, mean, I don't think you do. He's better than so many guys that we think are good this season. But all right, we'll move on from that. You know what? Actually, no, I'm changing it. Packers W. Fuck the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, give me the pack. Give me the Packers. Rams. Oh Rams. my God. <laughs> Rams, at, Rams at Lions. Give me the Rams. Matt Stafford upset alert in his old home. Um, the Lions are flying too high to the sun. It, it, I got the Rams all day. It's got to be the Lions. It has to be. It, yeah. It's a, des- a year of <laughs> destiny for DC. He's destined to lose to. To, to the 49ers, but later in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm i taking the lines here, thinking of Ben Johnson masterclass. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, I bet you're hoping for that. <laughs> puts on the show. Tepper's going to be sitting in his house watching that game with a, a tub of Vaseline next to his next to <laughs> Get the box of tissues ready. He's going to get the checkbook ready. He's going to have the trifecta ready to rock uh, looking at Ben Johnson. All right, last game. Eagles at Bucks. Dear. Uh, I have the Buccaneers. I mean, the Eagles are in complete free fall. I've never seen – I haven't seen the Eagles look this bad in the last three years. Um, it's a complete uh, – it's a complete joke. I mean, A.J. Brown, I don't even know if he's going to play. Devontae Smith was on crutches two games in a row. I don't know if he's going to play. Uh, they lost Sidney Brown. I don't even know if Slay is coming back. No, it's it's all-time low for the Eagles right now. I got the Bucks. Yeah, give me the Bucks. I'll take the Bucks. Yeah. I don't really I don't even know if it'll be close. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be pretty close, but I think that assuming at least one of AJ or Devontae plays, I think this is the game that the Eagles totally bounce back. I'm not saying I think they're gonna go to the Super Bowl, but man, if you're the Eagles, you're Fletcher Cox, you're Jason Kelsey, you're these dudes, these these Hall of Fame veterans, you know, your career is coming to an end. Don't you think it's about time for that defense to just man the fuck up and just fucking step up and don't you can't let Baker Mayfield beat you? That, Are you kidding me? I Are mean, I hope now. They should have lost to the Panthers last week. The Bucs did. They should have. We had two touchdowns. The shark fumble and then the, the run that got called back for a fucking stupid illegal and a wide receiver offsides or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. But all right, we'll see what happens. But, uh, boys, that's going to conclude the shack for today. Appreciate uh, you hopping on, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Thanks.